we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. everybody it is episode number 54 of the oral fix podcast and i am your host henry diaz you don't have to worry because there won't be another week without missing a beat or an episode of the oral fix hopefully (laughs) so good to be back uh, it's been a while, and I've been itching for the last several weeks to do this episode, but life just seems to be getting in the way, like I predicted uh, about a month ago. <laughs> I did warn everyone that I would be very, bu- very, very busy with the Renaissance Fair, the New York Renaissance Fair, and thus I have been. So this episode, number 54, has been redone over and over and over again for the last three weeks until now. So hopefully I have a great show that you guys will all enjoy. And if you like the intro music that I I chose today, it's uh, by a, a group I found on SoundCloud called How to Dress Well. And the song track is called, uh, And It Was You. So if you like to download that, it's for free. And um, like all the other music that I try to find and post on the show notes and on the podcast episodes. So go to the show notes at www.oralfixpodcast.com for the links. So Oral Fix is a weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. And it can be listened to uh, 
at www.oralfixpodcast.com as well as the archives and some other blog postings as well as the song of the week, track of the month, of the day as well as the mix of the month or the week and all those mixes and tracks of the that are featured are also uh, a free download and you can find those on the right hand sidebar of the blog www.oralfixpodcast.com I'm sorry that would be the left hand side the right hand side is more the top 10 picks uh, blog posts of the week and as well as donation links that you can use at any time and right about now I could definitely use some donations from you all <laughs> if you are so inclined, feeling generous. Um, the I, I'd like to move the blog over to Squarespace and use their Squarespace 6 uh, servers and new features um, and uh, streamline the blog a little more with the podcast. So anything would help. Also, you can find the Oral Fix podcast episodes on iTunes soundcloud.com facebook forward slash the oral fix podcast and you can also listen to the oral fix podcast on stitcher radio that's stitcher.com forward slash oral fix and if you enter the promo code oral fix without any spaces you will have a chance to be entered in a monthly drawing for a hundred dollar worth cash card you can hear all fixed podcasts while you're on the go uh, on a mobile device so you can download the mobile app or you can listen to it uh, via the internet and you know gosh darn it stitcher.com is quick and easy and and it's free and it just takes a few seconds for you to download it. Um, you know, if you're new to stitcher.com during the registration, just hit the promo box code and enter oral fix to get automatically entered to win that $100 cash card. Um, and listen to the latest episode of the show. And, um, you know, I'll be waiting there for you until we'll. Probably some other favorites um, that you might become uh, accustomed to listening to on there. It's like a multiverse, well, maybe a universe, I should say, <laughs> of podcasts. Um, and you probably heard me for previous listeners talk about them a lot. Uh, Lesbian Mafia, Silly Frags, Tech News Today, Mysterious Universe, the list goes on. So you'll get to access, uh, you know, lots of other amazing shows and um, always they'll always be available for you on demand and there's no syncing required or, um, you know, they everything gets cached on your mobile device or tablet. And um, again, don't forget to enter the promo code OralFix. And they're also our sponsor Um for the for our sweeto podcast uh so everyone 
Boy, it's been about three or four weeks since I haven't done, actually about four weeks, four or five weeks, about a month that I haven't done a podcast. And here I am. Hi. <laughs> Me and my bruised toes. <laughs> I say bruised because I've Lady Chamaka at the New York Renaissance Fair, my drag character, alter persona. Um, I had to look fabulous this year and... She's tried many, many shoes to walk in. <laughs> One of them was a, a gift from my friend Sherry. Um, some boots for Pirate Weekend, which was uh, a couple of weekends ago. And, um, you know, I thought I was really fine in them. And, you know, the things I do for beauty and fashion. Oh, man. I haven't done anything like that since I was like a, a punk wannabe skinhead <laughs> in my high school years. <laughs> Uh, wearing Doc Martens and my 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 toenails just like were cutting into my skin and making my toes bleed because the Doc Martens were just too hard and the leather was too hard and I just had to break them in. Um, so it's been kind of fun and arduous at the New York Renaissance Fair. Uh, boy, I had lots of new people, new faces, and they just don't know what to do with all of us there. They they really don't know what they're doing there, most of these people. It's like they've been um, sent to the slaughterhouse, maybe. <laughs> they kind of run away from us, and they don't know how to play or interact, and it's just, it's, it's been kind of interesting. Um, but other than that, you know, a lot of people have been loving my character, taking lots of pictures of me. If you're interested in checking my drag persona out, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash Lady Chamaka with a K. That's C-H-A-M-A-K-A. And don't confuse that with my sister, Lady Chewbacca. <laughs> I am the famous lady with the beard. <laughs> I'm only one Lady Chamaka. So um, as I warned you guys before, you know, I, I really didn't know how it was going to be, if I was going to be sketchy or not, you know, dropping a, an episode every week. So uh, that's ha that's been my life lately. And and I've been working at Lady Rosalisa's um, jewelry booth, selling jewelry for her. And it's in wonderful jewelry, so you want to check that out. And if you want to check out her jewelry, go to facebook.com forward slash Rosalisa's Jewelry. And that's R-O-Z-E-L-I-S-A-S Jewelry. Fantastic jewelry pieces. The stuff that she's making this year is incredible. Savorsky crystals, uh, some of them are, uh, well, a lot of them are semi-precious stones like amethyst, uh, garnet, lapis lazuli, turquoise, malachite, opal, the list goes on, and her stuff is just amazing and worth the money, I must say. And um, getting ready her website also, to, you know, I've been working on that, and um, it's just been time-consuming. I'm sorry I haven't been dedicating any of my time to the blog. Uh, I'm, and to the podcast, at least I've been, you know, I did for a couple of weeks, you know, put out some tracks and mixes of the week and the month and have been keeping and following up, um, the posts on Google plus and Twitter and Facebook. So, and I'm really happy, you know, to see that a lot of you guys have been responding to them as well as hitting me up and via email and, um, and one particular person that I'm not even going to name right now, 
um, you know, it's kind of it was it made me feel really good that he emailed me to find out what the RSS address is. Even though um, I like to state for the record, you can find it on the blog www.oralfixpodcast.com. I emailed him back, gave him the link, and he honestly said he needed it so he could plug it into Zune. <laughs> I never owned a Zune. I've always admired them from afar. And I don't know. I, I just never gave into it. Um, and, you know, a lot of people get um, laughed at these days because they're still hanging on to their Zoom, which I think is a really nice device. And um, and it seems like it has a nice interface also. also. So um, you know who you are. Thank you again for listening to The Oral Fix and continuing to doing that. I'd like to give a special shout out to... Um, the countries of the United States, my home country, for continuing in listening and supporting. I can't believe you guys kept on listening to the archives as well as the previous episode, episode 53, Soulmates. And I do apologize, everyone. The sound was kind of rough on there. Um, and I don't know what the hell happened. I guess I had too much energy around me. But at least you could listen to Ishan <laughs> and the wise things he had to say. Um, I would like to say thank you to Sweden, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Philippines, France, Brazil, India, Mexico, and Australia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and please do continue to listen. And if you can donate, please donate. Anything will help at this moment. <laughs> so there was a blue moon recently, and um, it was nice. Um, I don't know if many of you guys follow astrology but it was really hardcore um energy surrounding that weekend um just because there was a lot of uh alignments and and crosses and squares of planets and and um you know chiron was in the mix as well as pluto and saturn and jupiter and i think it was some mars and mercury and, and venus i don't know but it was just chaotic this weekend and I, my energy was really spent. And, um, and now I feel refreshed. <laughs> um, there was a really nice um, NASA video that I found. And I wanted to actually share with you all. And I was going to make this episode the Blue Moon episode last week. Because I really thought I was going to get this out last week. But I wasn't able to. Um, and I found this NASA video. Um, giving you, us all a inside detail, uh, meaning and history behind the blue moon, um, and where it came from and, and how people view it today. And it's about three minutes long. I'm linking it to the show notes as well as the other things I'm talking about. It'll be there for you to listen to, to, to see and look at. Um, I thought it was very funny and interesting that, uh, the, term blue moon came from an indonesian um country and because a volcanics uh, a volcanic plume you know hit the sky and one day and and caused the moon to appear like it was blue and like i said it's a detail rich and informative video please watch it if you like um also wikipedia and went to wikipedia to see what they had to say about the blue moon and what people contributed to that and that was really interesting as well so it's a real big read um what else has been happening since um, my absence true blood 
finally finished about two weekends ago, and I think it was I thought it was going to stop at uh, episode twelve, and it didn't. It uh, actually, I'm sorry. Let me roll back. I thought the season was going to end at the tenth episode because most of them have been ten episodes each season, but it went on for twelve. And interestingly enough, um, you know, I I liked the ending, but I didn't like it too much. And some of you have heard my and read my opinions on Facebook and Google Plus and Twitter about it. I really feel like they're trying to kill the show, and the show is not going to go on past season six. I I have to say I'm not content with season five or four. I saw it coming and at the end of season three. And I must admit here that I never read an ounce of Sookie's Stackhouse novels, which is the series is based on. And one of my friends at the Renaissance Fair who read the novel said that she hates what they're doing with the storyline and hates what they did in season five and also agrees with me that um, they really don't need, didn't need to change a lot of the storyline to make it interesting. According to her, a lot of the the regular and, and original storyline is, is exciting and it's intense. And Lafayette supposedly is not supposed to live past season one. <laughs> and... Um, and they, you know, I'm glad that he lived past season one, but a lot of these other things that transpired after season three weren't supposed to transpire. According to her, Bill is not supposed to be evil in this season five. And, um, and, and something about Eric and Suki not being lovers, like it's heading towards that. Um, romantic stage again, their relationship, and Bill supposedly is supposed to be Sookie's lover, like till the end of this novel or something. You know, I'm just like, oh, spoiler alert! I should have said that. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really disappointed, and um, and and I hope they don't kill it off. I mean, I I was it was really interesting that Bill turned into Lilith at the end of it, um and how it all transpired but there was a lot of scenes and a lot of the stories that really didn't need to be there and i felt like i got chipped so i don't know how you guys felt but i would love to hear how you felt you know give us some give me some all of us who's listening some feedback um send it at oral fix podcast um at gmail.com or you can call it in um at 646 and I forgot that number now. I have to scroll down and get that number. Uh six four six five zero four three four nine one. Now, um just before I got on uh to do to record this, I found on the Huffington Post um something about Kristen Stewart being a trampire. And it was all about like how she's a slut and there's all this slut shaming because you know, she fooled around with that director and caused her marriage to go awry with Patrick. Um, all right, so I I thought I would link this. I you know I feel bad that she's not getting married, but I really didn't. I I don't know. I think this is just just one of those incidences where um, she's trying to get mm, like 
This is all publicity. I don't know. I think this is all publicity. She has like some movie coming up where like she's like uh, she plays a real big whore. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna leave you off with some music, and I have a great show lined up for you guys. I'll catch you in a bit. Visitor, Coming Home, the Lifelike Remix. Well, now we have the section where I get to talk about a lot of uh, tech and music and stuff that I find on the web, which I think are trending and I think you might be interested in. Uh, let's get to some sniff and scratch. Sniff and scratch. Sniff and scratch. All right, so this is where the weekly updates on what I find on the web gets posted and I get to talk about tech and mobile and you get to hear about all this cool stuff that's going on as well as movies and music and fashion and health and anything else in between. So uh, let's start off with some tech. Um, Bionic Hand, Be Bionic 3, have you guys heard of it? I haven't, and I found this, uh, I think it was today or yesterday on CNET, and it's really interesting. Um, it's a prosthetic. Uh, it weighs about, I think, 30 pounds or so, and it's supposedly light as well. Um, I don't know if it's 30. I, I could be wrong. Let me click on this. Anyway, um, the the write-up uh, on it was pretty cool, but I think the just... The different versions of this hand, um, which is um, really interesting. Okay, it says it weighs anywhere from 16.8 pounds to 31.5 pounds, um, according to Steeper USA. Um, it's durable. It's, it's It says it, it looks really cool. And in the video, the YouTube video that's been listed here, it looks even way cooler. Um and it's a prosthetic for people who are missing hands, of course. Um, and it acts like, you know, it, like it, it would, uh, like 
a mouse pad would to your fingers or a touchpad. Um, it registers electrical impulses from your um, from the place where you're missing a hand, your limb. And it costs anywhere from $25,000 to $35,000, depending on the configuration and, and, you know, what you're doing with it and the color and the different designs. I mean, like, they have different designs for it. Like, you could go hunting with us. It has camouflage hunting designs, and it has, like, some motorbike design also. It's really interesting. It's like the next evolution of prosthetics close to like you know the star wars darth vader <laughs> era um another thing that was really interesting that i found on the web was a seagate uh one terabyte uh external hard drive for 79 dollars and 99 cents um i don't know if it's still up for grabs for that amount but I think that's a great price for a Seagate. Seagate is a really trusted brand of um, hard drive makers and external hard drive makers. Um, I trust them. I've actually ordered some Seagate drives for my uh, the companies that I've worked for. And um, and I think I might have owned one or two. So um, for $79.99, a terabyte is awesome, especially if you want to use it to store a lot of photos on, music, if you want to take all your music collection and put it on one, on one place and then use it as a dedicated type of um, central hub for your home entertainment system or your network. So um, check that out. Um, also I, I should mention that these are all links that are get linked in the show notes, everything that I talk about. Um, so yes, I do spend a lot of time linking all this stuff, um, to the show notes for you guys. Uh, windows eight is going to be coming out, debuting in sometime in October. Um, they're still kind of speculating how much the upgrade upgrade is going to be for people who are on windows seven. So it'll be anywhere and probably from $20 to $30. I really, I don't even remember what was the, like the last quoted price, but, um, Seth Rosenbalt over, uh, at CNET.com gave, uh, Windows a a really good review. Um, it's faster. It's it's a, it's a lot more um, lighter in terms of taking up space on your hard drive, um, and it works and functions the way Windows Seven already f- works. Um, except the functionality is different. It's much more streamlined, um, and it feels like from what I've seen and what I experienced um, with the Windows phone uh, operating system, it's, it's all of that is coherent. It's based on tiles. It's based on these uh, hidden uh, buttons and scroll bars and, and docks. And, and I can't wait to get my hands on it and to play with it because everyone's giving it a really good review. And Seth Rosenbalt himself is a pretty monotone guy when it comes to, presenting his stuff on CNET, but um, he's very thorough and pretty hard on the things that he reviews, and I I do trust um, his opinion on Windows 8 right now. Um, Along the Microsoft end, uh, Microsoft's new tablet that's going to come out, I think, in November, called the Surface. Um, It's a Tim... 
10-inch screen tablet. Uh, it has a cover that acts like a keyboard um, to cover it, just like you know the cover on the iPad would. And it turns it on and turns it off as well. Um, there wasn't... Uh, I'll put a link on there on you know the review, which is a small review. It's really like a first look that CNET has on the Microsoft Surface. They, it was announced a couple of months ago, and it was shown off. Actually, not a couple of months ago. It was during the month of August, during my absence. And um, they weren't able to test it out and because it wasn't ready to be tested out, but it was there for, you know, for everyone to see. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be like because it's supposed to run on Windows 8, which is the same operating system that your tablet, oh, well, your laptops and desktops are going to be running off of it if you do upgrade to that. And also the new Windows Phone 8. So um, I'm really excited. Uh, I found a um, a glove called the Force Glove, a Star Wars Force Glove that lets you move objects without touching it. <laughs> Can you believe that? Um, yeah, and uh, it's, it's based on magnets and... Um, and it's not like very powerful, but it makes like these swooshing sounds and um, and it's made really for kids. But if you're a kid at heart and you have the money, I, I'm sure you, you'd like to spend your money on this one. <laughs> I thought, you know, I would uh, put that out there. Um, also, uh, along, I forgot to clump this up with the Microsoft stuff, but uh, there's a keyboard a bluetooth wireless keyboard called the microsoft wedge going for 79 dollars and 95 cents and it's about um a foot and probably a half long or maybe even a little smaller the same size maybe smaller than the apple keyboard wireless keyboard and um according to cnet.com um and the review um it's 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 really cool um it, from what I saw from the video, I, it's 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 awesome. I think uh, it has a it has a, a rubber cover that you could take off, and it doubles as a stand for your tablet or maybe phone, and um, and it runs off of Bluetooth, and and you know it's portable, and it's really cool. And the keys look great. Tac, you know, in terms of tactability uh it's tactile and it's not flimsy and for $79.95 I think it rules um so there's a keyboard there for you guys and it works on iPads also so it runs off of uh Bluetooth and you can use it even with a desktop computer if you wanted to um but I think it's really cool that you can also get a um, stand out of it for a tablet device now, last um, is the Motorola T505 Bluetooth portable in-car speaker phone, which I probably have mentioned in the past and haven't really talked about to a big extent here. But um, uh, I just gave my last one away to a friend of mine. I don't have a car at the moment, so I have no use for it. And my HTC Evo um, does pretty good with... Uh, it's speakerphone. So I gave it to a friend of mine because she's always driving with her phone on her lap on speakerphone. And I hate it when she's talking to me um, like that. Um, and sometimes she picks it up and she's 
you know, she's pretty like, I don't want to say sketchy. She's probably really frazzled uh, when she has too many things going on at the same time. And I think it's just dangerous to be driving like that. So I gave her, after mentioning this Bluetooth device to her several times, I finally gave her mine. Um, and she loves it. Um, it's only $59.95 um, at Amazon.com. But if you look other places, you probably find it for a lesser price. I know the last one that I bought was like $54.99 or something. So this one I found them linking to the show notes and Amazon is $59.99. Yeah. All right. So check it out. It might save your life or someone else's. So moving on to mobile. Um, oh, I should also mention that the Motorola T505 can be used with, um, uh, you know, a, a regular smartphone or a regular, you know, phone that has Bluetooth in it, um, or you can use it in your office. It doesn't have to be even in the car, um, cause I've used it for many things on many occasions. Um, moving on, moving on to mobile, uh, I have here, like, the list is filled with iPhone stuff, and I'm not going to talk about all of it, but I am going to tell you that I'm, like, tired of the iPhone rumors, and finally we know that the iPhone 5 is going to be presented next week on the 12th. So, you know, will the iPhone 5 really look like all these iPhone 5s that have been just, like dumped on youtube videos and and blogs i have a link with all these rumors uh it will be on the show notes you know starting from cnet cnet has gathered all like the most valuable trusted sources or what they think is plausible that the iphone 5 would look like um even an iphone 5 leaked video of an iphone 5 and supposedly the iphone 5 that is a four-inch screen, and it's running the latest, and you can see it booting up, running the latest operating system, iOS 5. Um, and I also found, at the same time, a video, which is a spoof video, obviously, um, fan-made, but I thought it was really realistic and very convincing, of an iPhone 6. And you see the iPhone 6 booting up. So I'm going to link that to the show notes, as well as iPhone photography. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a couple of weeks ago, CNET, I, I think I might have like threw this out on the social networks for the oral fix. Um, CNET has uh, accumulated like a, a whole bunch of artists, uh, their photographs um, that were, were being entered uh, as part of this uh, mobile um conference not too long ago and uh and it's really interesting is you never would tell that these photographs were made with an iphone they were edited they were shot with um on an iphone and it's really interesting um take a look as they give you the artist's name the photographer's name as well as the apps that they use to create the illusions and their photos um a couple other things uh worth noting here is a, a mood ring a home button uh, made by slick wraps 
and it's only three dollars and uh you put it on your iphone on the home button itself so every time you press it depending on your mood the color of that button is going to change so just like a mood ring so i think it's worth checking out as well as a keyboard for uh android or iphone devices which runs off of bluetooth um it's it hasn't hit the market yet but it's on its way to the market from japan it's called a one two touch and it sounds kind of creepy right <laughs> one two touch the one to touch um and it's made out of some type of silicone or rubberized material that you could roll up and roll out and um and you place the phone in the center of the keyboard um at this dedicated space and uh, the keyboard is of course divided um a left side for your left hand and the right side for your right hand and it's pretty cool and you put you know the uh smart device your phone or phablet right there in the center and you and you sync it up via bluetooth and you just type away it's really cool and interesting worth checking out and noting um also speaking of phablets samsung galaxy note 2 is uh going to come out soon it was introduced a couple of weeks ago after um or during i think the court trials between apple and samsung in california uh and um they actually talked about several devices um this one caught my eye uh more because i've been a fan of the of the Samsung Galaxy Note and quite jealous that's only exclusively found on AT&T. Hopefully the Galaxy Note 2 will be not exclusive to and limited to AT&T when it comes out. Maybe it will come out also on Sprint. I'm a Sprint customer and I love Sprint and I'm not going to jump ship yet. Um, they haven't given me any reason to. So uh, this device is going to be slimmer. Um, much more faster and responsive and and I think it has probably more pressure sensitivity from the pen um, and also you can do two things at the same time so you can do a lot of simultaneous things like watching a video and texting to somebody you can size the video to whatever size you want almost like those tiles on Windows phones um, and it's running off of Jelly Bean um, when it comes out supposedly so, um, the, which is the latest Android operating system. If you haven't watched it yet, Always On is a new show that Mollywood has introduced on CNET.com where they feature all the latest cool devices and gadgets as well as they uh, test um, devices out as the, like their durability and put them through like a whole bunch of like pressurized tests. tests. And um, and a lot of videos on do it your uh, do it yourself things um, presented by Sharon Vaknin, and so far it's been Sharon Sharon Vaknin and Molly Molly Wood and and some guest appearances by some other um, scene uh, reporters and video jockeys, uh, but for now um, I'm linking to the show notes uh, the season one's best of Always On Torture Test. And I'm linking it because the gadgets that they put into torture is, and the torture um, 
tests that they have are, are pretty cool. It's like real everyday scenarios. Um, they freeze an iPad, they bake an iPad, <laughs> they uh, uh, wash a iPhone for us, uh, they freeze an iPhone for us, uh, they drop a Galaxy um, this Galaxy S3 um, from different types of heights, and um, and it's really interesting overall and funny. So Mollywood, check her out, always on. We also uh, I want to leave off here with the mobile section, with the texting while you're driving. Um, I haven't, I really never met anyone who's died from this, but supposedly uh, texting while you're driving is is right up there with drinking while driving right now, um, and the number of incidents of deaths in the United States. And um, I just happened to bump into this video on YouTube uh, presented by AT&T. And uh, it's a series of uh, documented uh, stories of families and friends who have had loved ones die from texting while they were driving. And I'm putting that up there because recently while I was down on Long Island, I was driving with someone who was driving themselves and they were constantly on their iPhone texting or answering or viewing their texts and i was you know i I wanted to scream at the person and at times um i've been known to really be blunt and tell the people and tell people to stop it you know to pay attention to the road and or usually i'll give them like a a really stare cold stare and that's what i did when i was in long island but i'm finding more and more people i'm seeing while i'm walking on the road not really paying attention to the road so I, I think you, you know, you might want to look at that and maybe pass it on. So in apps, um, I don't have much to report on, but I, I, I think worth noting in apps, uh, applications for iOS and Android, um, is the Peter, uh, Dadamo's, uh, blood type app uh recently uh f- my sister and friend Tule, um she introduced me to this uh book and this uh regiment and i've been following it and i've been feeling actually a lot better and i think it works for me you have to know your blood type in order to follow it but the app is really easy to use and it tells you and it can help you make a sh- uh, shopping list of things that you shouldn't eat and eat uh, according to your blood type and why and it's only about five dollars and it's worth it check it out as well as the book there's the yes and no tarot app which is free on android and i think it's like a dollar on uh, ios so you might want to check that one out i i swear by it i use it whenever i have a hard question or thing i don't know what to do about and i i go to the yes and no tarot app and it usually gives me good advice (laughs) so it's the yes or no tarot app a new app that i've been playing around with on android from their uh the google play app store is photo grid it's free and there's also a paid version the free version is good on its own and it's and it has great um templates so that you can uh, build collages with your phones and and kind of do like this cubist type of uh, phone uh, photo montage and that you can upload either through Instagram or on, onto your Facebook or any other social networks uh, Google Plus uh, Twitter 
So something to check out. Um, the N7 Player is, I think, on sale still. I have to check that out on the Google Play Store. I don't know if iOS has it, but I know and, um, it's uh, $2.99. I think it's come down from $5.99. So it's worth checking out. It's uh, It has like this great uh, cloud, word cloud experience to it. Um, and um, an interface you could either search and pick out your songs through names on a cloud uh, tag um, interface or a album art interface and it just the list goes on and on 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 what it can do so if you're in the mood for looking for a new uh, music player n7 player is great to uh, check out as well as mog mog is like the new um real player like real player and until it got phased you know it just fizzled out a couple of years ago um you can pay a month uh ten dollars and you can download any song that you wanted and it was you know it was unlimited the amount of songs that you want that you can download and these were licensed drm free um music so mog is a service that does the same thing and supposedly has a bigger um carousel or you know storage of a library of music it's something you want to want to check out a friend of mine um showed me how he's using his and i thought it was interesting um i haven't used it myself um i really don't have that need i usually go to the library for (laughs) to get some a lot of the latest stuff and i take it home and i rip it and and i have it in my my own little library angry birds green day the app is um is out uh i wasn't aware of this and it just just snuck by me something you might want to check out i'm linking this to the show notes it looks pretty funny i haven't played with it yet but i thought it was worth uh noting and also coming i think in october is um uh angry birds piggies i think it's called and it's a whole entire game based on the pigs going after the eggs from angry birds so it's like from the pig's point of view (laughs) it's something to look out for and i'll let you know when it comes out or if you want to go and check to see um and follow that on movies tv and videos uh hedwig the sequel is um contracted and it's scheduled to uh start shooting soon so um i can't wait for that because Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the the first one was amazing. Um, and there's a new movie coming out called This Must Be the Place. And it's a movie starring Sean Penn, where he plays a rock star slash drag queen. Um, I'm not sure what it's, he's supposed to be. And there, there's not a lot of material written on it. And I tried to look for it. Um, I found the IMBD um, uh, profile. And I watched it on YouTube, um, the trailer. And it seems like he's a cross between Tick of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and Robert Smith from The Cure. Uh, And a, a dash of Ford Scump here and there. And so the movie doesn't seem too original to me. It seems very funny. 
Uh, I guess I'll, I'll have to see another trailer before I really commit to seeing this movie. But it's, and I'm reading now a storyline here, and it says Cheyenne, a wealthy former rock star, now bored and jaded in his retirement, embarks on a quest to find his father's persecutor, an ex Nazi war criminal, now hiding out in the U.S. So, okay, so that's the premise. I'm not going to go into the, the rest of the description. It's funny. It's interesting. Um, it's worth checking out. As well as RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, Meet the Queens. <laughs> it's pretty catchy. It has a lot of, like, these stars coming at you, like the trailer. Um, kind of reminiscent of the stars from the opening sequence of um, Wonder Woman from back in the 70s. <laughs> Something to check out. Manila Luzon supposed to be there. I think Fifi O'Hara as well. Um, Chico, um, not Chicola Caliente. Um, Mimi, I'm first. All these other, like, uh, even uh, Latrice. And, uh, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. Um, I'm going to link that to the show notes. Uh, Sharon Needles is hosting her own show. Well, actually, it's um, there's going to be a prelude to the show called Fear Fierce Fest. It's called Fierce Fest, where she's going to announce on Logo TV like Halloween countdown um, movies, great movies, and then there's going to be another show after that, and I think that's the one that's called Fear Fierce Fest. And where she talks about, uh, she does kind of like this Elvira, Mistress of the Darkness type of show. I It's really convoluted. It's not very clear. I'm linking it on the show notes. You decide exactly what's happening there. Has anyone heard about Batman and Robin on Glee? I haven't. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of weird. I'm linking that to the show notes as well. There was a video um, called I've Only Just Begun. Um, and it's like the plight of St. Petersburg, um, kind of like all done in this music artistic video short film. And it's really, really cool. It's like the contemporary village people of Russia, <laughs> something that's worth check out. Colin Rich, which is a videographer, um, he's gay and he's also, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm going, I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, Colin Rich is not gay. I don't know if he's gay or not, but he produced this timeless lapse video of, um, these different night scenes, night, uh, uh, city skylines, um, with the, uh, music of M83. Uh, the song is called Echoes of, Mo- of Mine and his video is called Nightfall. It's really worth looking at and interesting. It's very captivating. Um, and I love time-lapse videos. I'm also linking uh, the top 10 best and worst of Batgirl from Batman. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, and I, I agree with some of them. And let me know if you don't agree with some of them. Fall of Cyberton is finally out. I talked about this, I think, a couple of months ago in July. And I found the multiplayer game trailer as well as the 90-second launch spot trailer, which uh, gives you, like, this synopsis of uh, what's going on in the fall of Cybertron and what the game is about. And it's really, really cool graphics. The CGI on it is amazing. I wish that the movie was more like this. 
G.I. Joe, the animated movie from 1987. I found it on YouTube. And it's pretty cheesy, but it's kind of hot if you like cartoons and you want to check it out. Terry Crew, Old Spice Interactive, mu- uh, has an interactive music video. And、um, I thought it was really funny, and I should actually talk about it here a little bit、um, and let you guys know about it if you don't know about it.、Um, it's really interesting. He's like all hooked up like, on these EKG, EKG、um, uh, pads, and they're like, he looks like he's wired to something, to all these instruments and things all around him that spit fire and. Break bricks and 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 every time he's singing or something happens in in the video, his muscles flex. Everything but his pelvic muscle, which, if it does move, I didn't really catch it. And if you caught it, let me know because I would like to find out <laughs> when it does flex. But at the end of the video, after he sings, it becomes interactive. So you can touch different keys on your keyboard. And make him flinch, flinch his muscles and also sing operatically or、uh, sing on a falsetto. And it's really interesting. I, I, it's worth a, a, a check,、uh, checking out and、uh, reshare. In music, Sounds of Arrows,、uh, the Voyage album,、uh, you can download、uh, remixes for free. And they're pretty cool remixes. So、um, I'm linking that to the show notes as well as.、Um, Uh, the Anthony and the Johnsons version of Crazy in Love, which、uh, for some of you guys who don't know Beyonce's uh, uh, works of art, that's one of them. And Anthony and the Johnsons、uh, remade it, and it's pretty cool. Manila Luzon,、uh, one of the contestants uh, <laughs> for uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, ha- is. Has put out a new song, X Accessories. Oh, I'm sorry, X X Accessory. And、um, it's kind of catchy. It's not as catchy as her other song,、um, Hakator.、Uh, she's been teasing the shit out of her new video,、um, which hasn't even like, surfaced yet. And、um, I. I I talked about it and I kind of tweeted one of her, her previews on Twitter today and she retweeted it. And I, <laughs> I was kind of shocked that she didn't like say something because I kind of like said that, you know, she's really teasing us like about it and she's not being nice about it. But、um, I guess she saw that I really didn't mean any harm by it and she retweeted it. Thank you, Manila. Yeah. <laughs> And the XXS has a new album out called Coexist. And they were nice enough to give us a link so we could stream it whenever we're working or、um, just cleaning the house around and about. So I'm linking that to the show notes for your pleasure.、Um, in the fashion world,、um, uh, Carl Lagerfeld, I found this a while back ago and I wanted to blog about it. and... I didn't, and it resurfaced while I was on my Tumblr.、Um, he put out a line called Neo Couture, and it was,、um, uh, let's see,、um, and it was, it was if, no, it was featured in Neo, Neo Couture, the magazine,、um, which I believe is a European magazine for fashion. And his fashion line is called Renaissance, and it's all about like, 
avant-garde, um, the future of fashion, and I, I really don't know the premise of it, but the the photographs and the clothing is amazing. So I put that on there. I found this new magazine called Horst, which I believe is German, um, German based, and uh, and if you use uh, Google's Translate, uh, the the web app or the plugin, I should say, on Google Chrome. You can use it to read Horse Magazine, and Horse Magazine is pretty hot. Um, they have all these like latest trending uh, movies, short films, fashion, porn. It's almost like oral fix, but really like way out there. And they have the ex- exclusive <laughs> on the uh, heartbeat on what's what and happening out there in Europe. Um, a must, you know, in terms of checking out. And if you like bears, there is the Muscular Magazine, which is a free publication, um, a free magazine that you can download to your tablet device, or just watch it and read it on on uh, your web browser. And it's not too much reading, though. It's a lot of like, you know, it's a picture magazine where there's a lot of uh, erotic images of bears. And one of my friends, um, actually a couple of my friends, uh, were featured on there, John and his lovers. Um, and they're, they're, they're on this, um, this latest issue, and you want to check that out. So um, what else? We're coming to the end of this section. Uh, toys, Manila Luzon doll, and it will cost you a pretty penny if you want it. <laughs> with a lot of um somebody out in in the philippines created a a um her image when she was wearing that pineapple dress um uh, made of sequins and and uh Swarovski crystals and if you have seven hundred dollars or more you can own this doll um it is amazing and it does capture her likeness um if you're interested in, in that type of stuff um, in comics, um, right before I even started recording, uh, X-Men's um, North Star and his uh, lover, um, who he married recently, um, came to life. Uh, these guys um, uh, staged the whole entire wedding along with superheroes at some type of Comic-Con um uh style like place and um and North Star and Kyle Jindao were remarried and I th- it was staged by this couple who had been together for twenty years and they they you know there's a little like one to two minute video on the Huff- Huffington Post and it was kinda weird and awkward <laughs> seeing like superheroes come to life and they all look like, you know, they're not too, too serious about it. But, you know, if these guys have been together for about 20 years, you would think that the kiss would be very passionate and the one guy wouldn't pat the other guy on the shoulder. Like, good job. Um, that, that was kind of weird. So check that out. And I'm leaving you off with some music and we'll be back with Go Ask Alice.
Welcome back. That was Solvent. Life Size Image is the name of the track. And that's uh, one of the artists from the record label Ghostly, which I really love um, for their electronic music and artists, music artists, electro. Now, let's move on to the metaphysical part of this podcast. Go Ask Alice. Of course, Alice would know. So, go ask Alice as the metaphysical slash spiritual uh, side of this podcast. And I normally try to do a tarot card um, prediction for the month ahead and the week. So, let's mm, get into that. And um, but before I do that, I want to announce that uh, the last podcast that I episode I put out, which is episode fifty three, Nandi and Ishan, um, I think with the last two guests that I had on, and the last one was Ishan and Ishan uh, brought up the whole uh, a lot of things um, regarding soulmates and. And you know the Hindu religion um, and spirituality, and um, and I think it was kind of interesting that right as I was about to uh, start recording this podcast, that I get a text message from Nandi, who was there for the recording of that podcast and also listened to that podcast episode. Um, she texts me with, um, "Here's a some gossip for you from 1940s." And she sarcastically says, um, not that she was trying to be sarcastic, but she was trying to be pretty funny in her statements, that um, Gandhi's personal letters uh, were auctioned uh, and sold to the Indian government for $1.3 million uh, to stop a um, London-based auction house from auctioning them auctioning them off uh, because the letters according to this book written by this man uh, which is quoted by the Huffington Post um, Joseph Lelyveld um, wrote and kind of wrote about the the letters between him and this Jewish man which I think I I don't know. It feels like I almost heard this before in the recent past. I don't know, but and it doesn't surprise me. But um, Gandhi had a lover, um, according to this man, and what he found in these letters that um, somehow he had he got his hands on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a little bit about um, what you know what was said uh, about some of these passages. Um, in the letters between this Jewish guy, um, this Jewish architect, Herman Kallenbach, 
So it says here, yet as Mr. Lelyveld makes abundantly clear, Gandhi's organ probably only rarely became aroused with his naked young ladies because the love of his life was a German-Jewish architect and bodybuilder, Hermann Kallenbach, for whom Gandhi left his wife in 1908. Your portrait... The only one stands on my mantelpiece in my bedroom, he wrote to Kallenbach. The mantelpiece is opposite to the bed. For some reason, co- cotton wool and Vaseline were a, a constant reminder of Kallenbach, which Mr. Lulliveld L- L- believes might relate to the enemas Gandhi gave himself. Although there could be other less generous explanations according to what was quoted and written in the Huffington Post. And it goes on to say, Gandhi wrote to Kallenbach about how completely you have taken possession of my body. This is slavery with vengeance. End quotes. Gandhi nicknamed himself in quotes, upper house, and Kallenbach, in quotes, lower house. And he made lower house promise not to, in quotes, look lustfully upon any woman. The two then pledged, in quotes, more love and yet more love, such love as they hope the world has not yet seen end quotes oh my god right omg 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 <laughs> gandhi who would have thunk it um i would have never gone there because you know how can you desecrate such a man but um well there you have it folks i'll be linking that on the show notes under go ask alice all right so now uh, for the card of the month and I'm shuffling right, them right now as I speak. Um, last month w- was all about the wind and regeneration and anything that's been stagnating. You need to clean it through and uh, you know and and let it and let your area of your life regenerate. And boy, was my life regenerated this past month in more ways than one. And for this following month, for all of us, we need to pay attention to. Dun, da, da. Ooh, it's going to be a challenge for all of us. Is our connection to our higher self, our higher power. Um, and this, the card that I pulled out was Ben. And Ben is all about uh, connecting um, to our higher selves, the, the lucky stars, the, our higher power, our angel guides and guardians, the good part of ourselves, our consciousness. Um, that allows us to act in goodwill. And I have to tell you guys that um, if you're experiencing a hard time with people these days, um, especially with the planetary alignments that we've been having lately, um, you're going to really, and if it's a challenge for you, you need to ground yourself somehow, either through meditation, um, exercise, 
um, get going to the library or going to the bookstore and getting some books on how to actually have uh, some good positive affirmations in your mind and towards people, like the Four Agreements or Deepak, you know, Deepak Chopra, like Deepak Chopra. It's you know he has great books on that stuff. Um, Rumi also. Um, you better grasp onto it. Um, I know for myself, I that's been my challenge for this week, <laughs> and I think it's going to be the re- the challenge for me for the rest of the month as well. So um, you know, it's about aligning yourself with all that, um, and and, and pers- persevering through that. Now for the week ahead, um, I'm going to pull out a card and see what the universe wants all of us to really think about and meditate on and it's um the pollution i pulled out caban and caban is all about um uh the thoughts the mental activity um asking questions and if you've been stressed out mentally then you need to take a break from asking from worrying if you're too much stuck in the past and too much stuck in the future and you're not in today then you're pissing on today so think about that for this week. Um, it's going to be a challenge for a lot of us. And I know for myself, it's been a challenge as well. Um, and think about like, you know, just not asking any questions anymore. Not letting the scenario play anymore in your head. Just say enough is enough. And, and you know, and, and zen out, you know, like grab Rumi, grab Deepak Chopra, uh, grab whatever it is that, you know, that you find a calling to. I know for myself, and I'm going to spin this off. This is a great segue into the rest of Golas Galas. Um, what I did this week, my friend Donnie, who I, uh, over in the, at the Renaissance Fair, who I've been talking about, um, true blood with, um, she said to me that they're probably going to cancel true blood because, uh the the guy who wrote the sandman neil gaiman and he also wrote um the series death um and also wrote the book american gods american gods has been contracted by hbo to um to be uh made into a series so that is probably going to take over the time slot from where True True Blood is and wherever they're going to leave that off. So, um, you know, when she mentioned that, she brought me back to the times of Neil Gaiman. And Neil Gaiman, I had this passionate love affair with in terms of his writing because I was so totally hooked onto the Sandman comic book series. And... um, and, you know, when she mentioned him, I went out and I went to the library. I got American Gods, which I haven't started reading, but I got um, a, several books of the Sandman and some other stuff that he printed after the Sandman had ended. And one of the characters in Sandman is uh, Sandman's sister called Death. And she's whimsical. She's funny. And I love her to death. <laughs> no pun intended. Um and uh, this book that I got is uh, just the the editions and and several of the series that spun off from Sandman that were all about death. 
And um, in some of the Sandman comic books, some of the editions, it was just all about death and some of the stories introducing her. And there were great, great stories that he wrote and with a lot of positive affirmations about death and just viewing death and just the death of anything. You know, it went from like the death of people in some of these stories to the death of uh, of wanting death, of suicide, to to just things dying. Um, and it was just really enlightening to read and really, really lighthearted. And it took me out of that place of, um, you know, mental stimulation, overstimulation, too many questions, and, and brought me back to the present, you know. Um, it was a different reality, you know, but I am... It was enough for me to ground me for at least several hours and to begin that process of practicing that. So I'm linking to my show note, to the show notes, to the oral fix show notes, um, Neil Gaiman's book um, called Death, about all death, about, about death, the character and, and the book itself um, for you guys to reference and to probably pick up. Um, and I also want to talk about um, and highlight in this segment um, a ban on meta services, as eBay puts it. And what they mean about meta services is um, the services that uh, people provide on eBay, like spell casting, tarot readings, psychic readings. You know, you could buy, they auction off um, an allotment of time for with a reader um, and or promises like, metaphysical intangible promises like you know you can buy a spell for a soulmate which i literally found after i produced the last episode on soulmates i found this on ebay like a spell to bring to your soulmate to you for like 35 dollars or something and it's still up there i even after ebay had made this ban um uh and, and legalized it on eBay. So I guess they're still working at tearing down and bringing down some of these people. And I guess over the years, they're, you know, f- according to this article, there's been a lot of fakes and phonies who's just been taking people for a ride for their money. And, and, and it needed to stop. So I'm linking that to the show notes. And I wanted you guys to be aware of that. You can't buy a spell, okay, to bring your lover to you or your dead puppy back to you. Um, I'm sure there's spells out there on eBay like that and people have bought it. Um, and, and it's made eBay look bad because of that. And it's a shame that at least for the real people who know how to read psychically or in tarot, they can't make money now. Uh, they can't use that as a venue anymore. I also wanted to highlight um, and bring as a topic to go ask Alice is UFOs. It seems like the last several weeks, it hasn't been so much about Bigfoot for me anymore, but UFOs more. And, um, you know, it all started with Mars curiosity. It finally landed on, on Mars this past m- a month in April. I'm, I'm sorry, in August. And, um, and it was really interesting. I watched the video over and over again on YouTube. I watched it also on CNN of the Mars landing. And um, it was interesting to me because, you know, even though they sped it up in terms of minutes, um, the way it falls and hits the ground on Mars, it's amazing because this is like the first time ever, like it's almost like you're on a spaceship and you're like, 
you're landing on Mars. And that's the view that you have. And it's amazing. And what, you know, I don't want to be a conspiratist here and um, start, you know, some rumors or whatever. But I did observe something that while it was landing, while it was landing, it was landing near a area of Mars that looked like it used to be an island, maybe. Um, and I think they were calling it some type of canyon, but it actually looked like almost like the size of maybe Manhattan or the shape of Manhattan. And it almost looked like, you know, where a city used to be. Now, NASA has confirmed that Mars is full of nuclear nuclear radiation. How this, this nuclear radiation came about, I would assume that, you know, maybe... They used to be a civilization there. <laughs> um, you know, I, there's been plenty of theories that people have lived on Mars and that we've been visited by people from Mars um, and even in ancient myths, which I'm not even going to talk about in, in this episode, maybe for a l- later episode. But um, yeah, it's I, I found it really interesting. So I'm going to link that to the show notes. You can take a look. In other news about UFOs, I found on Mysterious Universe as well as uh, it made its way over to Yahoo in the Baltic Sea. There's this object down in the basin um, that's been discovered by some type of satellite sonar system. And it's like this round, big object, massive, I mean, huge. Um, and some of it, some people are calling it the Millennium Falcon. I really don't think it looks like a Millennium Falcon. I think it looks like one of those um, Cylon spaceships from the old Battlestar Galactica. And um, it's a really rare object. It's a must-see. And um, and no pun intended again. <laughs> and it's in the sea. Um and also, you know, I, I came across something uh, from this YouTube channel called Third Phase of Moon. And it's a um, video that was shot by um, a, a group of guys in their you know early 20s that were having, like, I guess, a set out on their balcony. And um, they recorded the LAPD um, helicopters responding to these lights in the air. And one of them uh, gets really close to one of the UFOs. And um, and it's really strange how this light from the UFO kind of like encapsulates the helicopter. And all of a sudden, the helicopter just starts diving down like it lost control or something it's a really interesting video and interview and i think it's worth noting and watching as well as um i came across a channel called anonymous fos and um they have like every month they put out like the best video footage that they found of ufo sightings some of them i found were a little hoaxy but a lot of them i found to be really real um, and I think, you know, you might want to watch it. Um, you know, some of them I think even are based in like places like Russia and, um, Mexico, like third world countries, um, where everybody is like filming the same thing at the same time. And it's just undoubted. It's, you know, it's, I had no doubt in my, my head that these are unidentified flying objects and probably higher intelligence because it's like a flock to a swarm of objects in the air. 
and I posted right after this link um, it's something from CNET that I found uh, on quad 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 rotors, which are like these uh, helicopter type of uh, remote control devices that are controlled by iPhones or just real big remote controls, and um, they're flying in sequence, and they're you know it's like a you know a group of students as college students, scientists have put these things together, and they're flying formation at night, and they're glowing, and they look like orbs, they look like UFOs, and it almost looks like exactly the same things that you see in the previous video that I mentioned. Uh, but at night. So it's worth kind of like comparing and analyzing and just viewing for a couple of minutes. I want to leave off the segment with uh, Finding Bigfoot Season 2, an episode that I miss. It was all about New York, the New York sightings of Bigfoot, especially around my area, the Catskills and uh, Hudson Valley, which I think you guys will enjoy. So with that, uh, that's it for Go Us Alice. And next up will be... Sex. Title Genesis, the Ryan Hemsworth remix. I found this song um, through the Grimes Genesis video, and um, the remix. This remix is sweet, but the the original is pretty interesting, also. And so is the video. You should look it up on YouTube. Um, pretty hot. And speaking of hot, next we have sex. Alright, so this is the segment where <laughs> things get hot. <laughs> uh, anything and everything about sex uh, or just the fancies of sex um, pertaining to uh, the gay community. Um, mostly guys, because really we haven't had any response from the lesbian community. So until then, um, this past few weeks... Uh, ended the 
Olympics. And um, when the Olympics started, I really had no interest in it. And I don't know where I was, but I got um, mesmerized uh, by Danel Leva, which is the Cuban guy who, um, gymnast who took away a lot of the trophies for the United States and the medals. Um, medals. There's no trophies in the Olympics. I have to remember that. Um, well, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, um, and you know, I, 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 I got really smitten, uh, especially because I like a guy who has big thighs and calves, and um, I was really turned on by him. And um, and he was really good at the horse. Um, he was really good, I think, uh, at the bars, parallel bars as well. Um. And also at those acrobatics, um, the pinnacle moment for me was when his legs were, I don't know if he was warming up or was part of his routine, but um, he was standing on his two arms, his big bicep arms, and his legs were, his p- toes were pointing straight up, <laughs> and his head was uh, almost touching his knees. So um, that was pretty hot, and um, so I... You know, I went on Tumblr and just, you know, minding my own business on Tumblr. And I found a lot of images of him that he's even put up of him taking pictures of himself with his phone. And he's half naked and he's almost naked. And some of them, you know, it's him. And he's like showing his underwears off and he and his bulge. Um, and I think there were some with him. No, there weren't any penis shots, but um, <laughs> there was definitely um, some nudes of him that he had taken for some uh, photographer. Uh, he had posed for some photographer and showed him off and his physique very well. Um, it didn't show any cock. I'm sorry, guys. But it did show off his musculature and his physique, and and every time they there was an opportunity for a crotch shot, there was actually his hands um, was showing his hands doing something like on the parallel bars, or I forget what you call like the one where like you're holding yourself on the rings and you're like swinging on them. <laughs> so um, worth noting, worth looking at. I'm looking that linking that to the show notes and of course everyone else got interested in him and everyone any gay blogger and even females as well as queerday.com and probably the gay uh section of huffington posts had stuff on him and these pictures up and uh, they're all like were on his shit (laughs) sam worthington oh my god I, I remember when he was in the Terminator Salvation movie, which was the fourth of the franchise, and he caught my heart, and he made me cry during Terminator Salvation. But I didn't know that he was in Clash of the Titans. If I knew, I would have gone out to see the movie, despite of the bad criticism and that, pe- that people were giving the movie. I found the movie, I watched it like a week ago, and I and I, I, I loved it. I love Clash of the Titans, and I love the sequel, which is, and I was hoping, and he was uh, in it, uh, Wrath of the Titans, as well as Liam Neeson. And I like Le- Liam, and I love his acting, and I love Simon Worthington as well, as well as these other unknown to, um, 
cast uh, people who were casted in the movies uh, worth watching um, I'm linking that to the show notes as well as um, a gay you know me when I get obsessed especially over dirty blondes I have to find out everything about them so I went to see if there was anything they did that was gay and there was this movie that he made while he was when he was younger in Australia and it's called Somersault Kit and and Somersault is about like this girl who's self-destructive and and Sam Worthington's character gets sucked into her, her life and um somewhere in that movie and I haven't watched it yet um there's a gay kiss scene and he has it with some farmer and um and I found that on YouTube and it only lasted like for about a couple of minutes and the accents were so thick that I couldn't really understand um some of this one important key factor of the guy that he was kissing um that really gave away what was happening in that scene. So if anyone watches it and can understand what's happening, please let me know. Give me, you know, send me an email, oralfixpodcast at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> I also discovered <laughs> in the in the last several weeks that I've been absent. And mind you, this is going to be a lengthy podcast because I don't know when I'm going to put up another episode. But um, there's a workout uh, video from the, um, I guess, 70s into the 80s. And it's just really, really weird. Uh, uh, and uh, it's this woman who is doing this very sexy, sultry voice. And the music is really boom, chicka, bow, wow, porn-esque movie, um, music in the background. And she's directing the workout video, and it's a bunch of guys, and it's like the gayest of gay movies. Uh, I'm sorry, um, workout videos. And the guys are half naked, and they're wearing like these skimpy like trunks, and they have knee high socks with the stripes, you know, the way that we used to wear them back in the 80s. Um, and she's like commenting on their workouts and directing them. She's like, okay big old burlesque guys that's right lift up your legs now yeah that that's right honey you're doing it really well mm. i really like the way you're raising those big biceps and quad quadriceps and oh those gluten uh free thighs are looking really really scrumptious you have to watch it it's really funny it's two videos and um a friend of mine <laughs> from Flickr had posted them on on facebook and turned me on to them and i i just i was laughing hysterically but they're hot they're really really hot especially the leg lifts one which is like the second one it's called the 80s leg workout that's why i called it but um check them out um, Travis Matthews, who um, I found through Horse Magazine, who I mentioned um, back in the segment uh, for this episode of um, Sniff and Scratch. Travis Matthews, I found him through Horse Magazine, and he's a videographer who's been going around capturing and documenting the lives of several gay men. Um, and capturing them in their um, sexual prowess, I should say. And it's like softcore 
porn or eroticism, I should say. It's not too much porn because you're not really seeing sex except for this one video. And it's worth watching his videos because this is he humanizes gay men in their everyday life and who they are and what sex means to them. And um, and it's just a really great insight and look into the life of gay men, both black and white and colored. Um, I think there's even a Mexican guy in there. And he's also work, working on this short story um, called uh, I Want Your Love, um, which is I think is he's trying to make into a movie. So you want to check that out as well. I'm linking that to the show notes. Um, there's this really funny masturbation and religion video, uh, on YouTube, which, um, came through via a friend on Facebook and who lives nearby. And I think I might've talked about him on the podcast, somebody I'm kind of crushing on, but, um, it, the, the video is by, it's, um, it's not so much of a video. It's more of an auditory capture of a lecture by Alan Watts, who I really don't know who he is, but um, he he makes all these strong opinionated claims about sex and the, the taboos behind it. And I, I'm assuming this is back from like, you know, somewhere in the 80s or 90s. Um, and he talks about it in a very provocative and funny way. And it's just a half an hour, 26 minutes, 26 point 51 minutes uh worth of good humor about sex and how we as a society view it and how it shouldn't be scary so um i'm linking that to the show notes um also this is article that came out about a week or so ago about straights having more gay sex than gays and it's really interesting um i thought it's pretty lengthy but the guy kind of like rips apart um uh the some studies and facts about that uh about gay um sex which people other people like anti-gay people say gay sex says like anal sex is supposedly gay but um some studies show that straights are having more anal sex than gay americans are so check that out um i'm also linking here um Folsom street um, some things that I've found if somebody, if you guys don't know about Folsom street, it's this real big, like fetish time of the year for different cities in America to exploit, um, show off, um, different types of fetishes from bondage to, um, S and M to BDSM, um, and, and a variety of things, you know, public humiliation, insects and i i found it to be really disturbing um some fetishes really excite me and interest me like leather and some bondage but others like public sex and humiliation it's really concerning to me um just because i find that it's harmful more than it is um to the gay community that it is uh an outlet to um to really uh to express yourself sexually and i don't really think that belongs in the public like Folsom or are on the internet like there's this new thing um about having public sex that is like 
like having sex on on a public bus or train that's becoming a trend on Tumblr. Now there's this website um, dedicated to actually having sex. Guys um, being paid to have sex on the bus. Um, even a New York City bus. Um, check it out. You know, Google it sometime. I think it's sex on the bus or, or city bus is called. Um, I'll try to find a link for it and you can decide what how you feel about it. But, you know, one of the sites that I went to just to check out and to see really, you know, if they really, you know, how scandalous this was. And it was very scandalous. Um, a, the bus is going through like a normal city route and it seems like it was rented or somebody bought a New York City r- bus and they're riding it through somewhere in Brooklyn, I, I'm assuming because some of the scenes look familiar. And these guys are having sex publicly like while it's riding through and people who catch wind of this in the public are watching people having sex in public. And I think it's very shameful. And I'm sorry for those of you guys who probably don't think that it's shameful, but you know, there are reserved places for that. And in this time where we're trying to fight for gay marriages uh, and equality, I, this is really disturbing. You don't catch straight people doing this. At least I don't. And I never have growing up. Um, it's very, 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 very disturbing. Um, and on a lighter note, um, there is this, uh, photo shoot that, um, a friend of mine actually put up somewhere, uh, on his Facebook, on his mature, um, group in Facebook. And it's, um, a photo exhibit on his personal website called Craigslist, Craigslist and Casual Encounters. And it kind of mocks um, the whole idea about public sex and just sex uh, f- that's found on Craigslist. And he alludes to that, you know, he's found these people on Craigslist and he's had sex with them. And some of them are real and some of them aren't, I believe. You decide, I'm blanking it there, the photos are really good good and and i think you know they're they're interesting um one of them that sticks out in my head is this guy with a garbage bag over his face and the only thing that you see is his mouth opening up and he says that he promises he won't devour you (laughs) so i'm leaving you off with some music and next will be what the fuck and then feedback and then we're ending this episode and then i have to go to sleep Song track is called Sure Thing. 
Miguel cover. Pretty cool. I just uh, came across Trail and Ways on SoundCloud, and um, like a lot of my new music uh, that I've been gathering. And I hope you like them. Uh, let's move on to what the fuck. What the fuck? And what the fuck is where I get to rant about really crazy stuff that's going on in our world, uh, in our country, and that's affecting people like me and people like you, gay or straight. (laughs) Uh, Anti-gay preachers arrested in New Orleans. Why? Because... They were ranting and chanting about how um, gay people cause Hurricane Isaac. Oh, yeah. Uh, if some of you know about this, some of you don't know about this. Uh, there was it was in all news outlets, um, including the Huffington Post, which has a great YouTube video about it and about the how these gay protesters, including uh, clergymen, I believe, were also arrested. And, um, and you know, it's, it's pretty fucked up, you know? It's that really you're going that far to, to really... And these are Christians, Christian fundamentalists, according to Huffington Post. Um, I mean, if we gays... I put this on my Facebook. If gays and lesbians, the whole LGBT community had that power to unleash and, and unleash the hurricane Isaac upon the unsuspected straits. You'll all be drowned, dead by now. I mean, for every persecuted gay in the United States or in the, around the globe... Um, if we had that power to unleash torrential rains and hurricanes and earthquakes and hail and what have you, um, I think we would have been dead now or you guys would have been dead and it would be just one gay place to live in. <laughs> and that pun was intended. Yes. Um, I just can't believe it. I, you know, it's just been, it's... The preachers, it says here, Patrick O'Connell, 45, Rolando Iglesias, 31, Cesar Chavez, 22, Daniel Hugerhuis, or I don't know how to pronounce that, 26, Danny Guevara, 20, ooh, sounds like all of them are Latin, Uh, Larry Kraft, 52, Montes, Diego, 32, and Gary Brown, 33. And why are they, are they just guys that got arrested? Hmm. Where are the women? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe they were molested by guys when they were growing up. I don't know. Um, it's just so freaking bizarre. And expect more of this to keep on going and happening as 2012, the uh, December 21st, 2012 um, period comes about. Um, just because, you know, it's more alignment 
starts happening between the Earth, our galax- our solar system, and our galaxy, uh, the more energy that's going to be imbued and more craziness and people who can't contain themselves or their mouths, stuff like this is going to happen. It just befuddles me. My friends just couldn't believe it when I posted it on Facebook. Mm. Then there was this pregnant man, Thomas Beatty, who used to be a woman and became artificially inseminated pregnant with the child of his wife. Um, And I'm assuming the eggs were his, uh, who used to be her. And um, Texas, he lives in Texas, and um, the wife has uh, filed for a divorce, and he can't get rights because he's a he and not a she, I think it goes, and it's a really weird case. And um, I, I just, you know, Texas is another backward state, which, I, you know, get it together. You know, he's a he now, and he was a she, and it still has his feminine parts, and he gave birth to the child, and legally, it's his child. It's not the wife's child, it's his. Um, and, uh, you know, grow up, Texas, you know, like... Get your laws straight, you know, change them because you allow the marriage to happen. Now, when it comes to custody, you need to change your laws. Shame on you, Texas. Shame, shame, shame on you, you oil digging rich country. And uh, I have no energy for ranting. It just befuddles me. And, you know, I would like to mention as I'm going to close this segment um, while I was at the Renaissance Fair, uh, during, I think, my second or third week, guess who stopped by my jewelry booth, unsuspectingly to me? Her name is Jan Sergo, and she is the cousin, first cousin, to Tyler Clementi, the boy who committed suicide a few years ago, and who, whose tormentor got away with murder. I, I have to say and um, I've been in contact with her and we've been communicating and I'm going to have her on the podcast soon um, for an interview and hopefully maybe next week if I can get it together <laughs> and actually several other people who are very interesting um, that I'm going to have on the show so I'm going to leave you off with some music and we'll be back for some feedback and we'll wrap it up somebody said You've got a new friend Does he love you better than I can? It's a big black sky over my town Oh, I'm right over here. I can't 
Welcome back. That was Dancing on My Own, a Robin cover by musician John Hoosley. John is a gay young man living out in England, and I've gotten in touch with him recently, and I was really blown away by his stuff like about a year ago, and... um He hasn't been on SoundCloud for such a long time, but he's been working on his art and has been working on some new musical things. So I'm going to link this to the show notes as well as his, as his new stuff. His old stuff on SoundCloud is good, but his new stuff is very interesting as well as his artwork. And uh, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you might want to support him and buy his stuff. All right. So, um, so it's the bottom of the hour. <laughs> and I've left a lengthy podcast for you guys. But before I go, I want to finally um, put in some feedback. We finally got some feedback. And this comes from my friend Tule, who listened to uh, episode 53 with Ishan, uh, the Chiffa Chat with Ishan. And she had a few, you know, remarks that she wanted to leave us off with. Um, One, uh, there's two corrections uh, that she wanted to make. Um, I stated that Lakshmi is Shiva's wife, and I believe Ishan went on this with me as well. Um, which uh, you know, I I I really haven't spoken to Ishan about, but um, and she corrected me um the way she's learned it, and I and I believe she's right about this. Um, Shiva's wife is actually um Pavarati, and. Um, Parvati, uh, Parvati um, is this powerful uh, goddess, and um, and the loving one as well. Um, and Lakshmi is actually the wife to Vishnu, and Vishnu is like the all-seeing um, god in Hinduism, um, and is represented by this cobra. And um, she also wanted to correct um, uh, some of the things I said about the Mayan codexes. Um, Not so much as correction, but she's wanted to add some things. And she says here, uh, not all the Mayan codexes of the future were burned, as I stated. Um, And I I agree with her on this because uh, she mentions an elder, Mayan elder, who I've actually um, have read on and read some of his teachings. And his name is um, Hunbatsman, or otherwise it's known as Hunbatsman. And some other man, another elder called uh, Drunvalo. And they say that these codexes... um, were sent to Europe and now are in a private collector's hand. They are uh, trying to get money at the Mayan people to buy them back for their people and, and, and for the world so they can actually translate these teachings and, and continue on in their um, ancestors' legacy. In her own personal opinion, she's saying, uh, Tule, uh, she says, uh, this is my own opinion and thought on karma. And she says, I'm not saying um, Ishan is wrong, but she is saying that um, what he said in his own understanding um, and through his own culture, um, she says that 
in her life experience with elders uh, and spirit guides, she believes karma is a duality. And since uh, we are all moving into a fifth dimension, a fifth world of duality into oneness, and karma cannot be seen the same way anymore after that. And she's talking about um, the shift that happened uh, December 21st of, of 2012. And she feels personally that karma is a game and that's coming to an end. And that's her own personal opinion and she wants to express here on the podcast. And thank you to Le, um Namaste for, for actually um, sharing that insight with all of us. She also wanted to um, talk a little bit and give feedback on episode 52, which was a chit for chat with Nandi Friguero and her experience in the lesbian community. And she says, I can relate to her experience in the lesbian community. In the mid-90s, when I was performing as a dancer and a vocalist, I experienced in the lesbian community um, that they were angry that I preferred men. This vibration made me not want to be a part of the collaborative of their community. I feel the new vibration, perhaps uh, their attitude uh, has will change, will have to change. And I agree with that as well. Um, this new vibration that she's talking about, again, is according to the shift. And the shift, as I explained in previous uh, episode, which I can't even remember uh, right now, of Go Ask Alice, I talked about the Mayan um, uh, in twenty twelve, the Mayan twenty twelve uh, uh, experience, and 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 what that really means, and how it's not the end of the world, and in the Mayan calendar, that it's actually a new beginning, and it's a new beginning of a calendar, and it's a shift of awareness, a shift in consciousness, of energy. And um, it's a new beginning. It's a new slate, uh, even for karma, according to Tilay's understanding of what she's learned from her elders. And you know, Tilay has been raised Buddhist and and um, in a different part of Indonesia. And um, maybe I'll have to lay on for some chip for chat for Gross Gallus one of these days. So. Um, so that's it for the feedback. And anybody who may have feedback, uh, who disagrees with me, who has a correction for me, who would like to send it in, either through a voicemail or, or, or you want to, you know, send it as a regular text mail, please send it to oralfixpodcast at gmail dot com, or call it in at six four six five zero four three four nine one. And, you know, um, please, you know, be short and to the point. And um, I'll see about airing it up on the oral fix. Um, I'm so grateful that all of you are still listening and still supporting the podcast. And if you can give donations, please go to www.oralfixpodcast.com and uh, use the right hand sidebar um, you could either donate through google checkout or you could donate through paypal and i'm very appreciative of all those donations that you have donated in the past and the ones i'm asking for now so i'm gonna leave you off with some music from the xx and uh, this one is angels and uh, it's called the spurs remix it's a personal favorite of mine from all the other ones that I've listened to. Um, and, um, 
and I found this on SoundCloud. And uh, so with all the other music, please refer to the show notes and download as much as you want. And please send in feedback and donations. And I love you all. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. <laughs> Until then, hopefully I'll have Jan Sergo on next week, if not the following. Um, thank you again. Take care. Be well.